This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. everyone it's time for another episode of ham talk live it's episode number 263 parks on the air lighthouses and ducks with junie in one duc recorded live on thursday july 1st 2021 i'm your host neil rapp wb9vpg thanks for tuning in to this episode of ham talk live tonight we're joined by Junie Casson in one DUC, and we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week here on the show, Paul Bork in one SFE was here to take your field day questions. And if you missed that show, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app. And we also stream it on YouTube, or you can catch the rebroadcast of Ham Talk Live every Saturday afternoon at about 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on shortwave station WTWW. That's 5085 on your AM dial. Well, before we get going here, uh, one sad note and ask for help tonight. Uh, Mark Haynes, M0DXR, suffered an electrical fire in his home, uh, which caught uh, on fire and, and left him and his family homeless. Uh, Mark is a noted contester, uh, a past WRTC competitor, uh, and, and Conveyor of goodwill, as, as Dr. Scott Wright, K0MD, says. Uh, so if you can help uh, financially, his brother set up a GoFundMe. Uh, I tweeted the link out earlier today uh, on our Twitter page. Uh, consider giving if you can. Uh, and again, thanks to Dr. Scott Wright, K0MD, for passing this along. But uh, it's for uh, Mark Haynes, H-A-Y-N-E-S, uh, M0DXR. Okay, well, get your questions ready to go for Junie. We're going to talk uh, some POTA tonight. Uh, if you're listening to us live on Thursday night, you can call us after the interview by telephone, and I'll give you the number, and we'll give out the number several times uh, later on in the show when it's time to call. But I'll go ahead and give it to you right now so you can have it ready to go. It's 859 982 73 73 again 859 982 
702-732-7373 is the phone number. We'll open up the phone lines a little bit later in the show. Uh, you can send in a question uh, via Twitter whenever you like. It's at HamTalkLive. Uh, if you're on Spreaker, you can type in the comments, and uh, that will pop up on the screen here. And uh, we'll get your questions answered from Junie. And we'll be back with uh, Junie and her special guest right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. Hey, honey, have you seen the PL259s anywhere? No, I haven't. Come on, kids. Let's go. There's just one place to go for all of your connector needs. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. A giant warehouse of connectors and adapters for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And they have antennas, soldering supplies, cables, meters, and more. Where do you go if you want to buy a connector at a fraction of retail cost? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine solder-type PL259s. Get the 10th one for just one penny. They make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a PL259. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. I'm Scott, KB9AMM of Tower Electronics. I like the PL259 connector so much, I bought the company. Tower Electronics, coming to a ham fest near you or online at pl-259.com. And we're in the yellow pages under Amateur Radio Connectors. My, wherever did you get that lovely PL259? Tower Electronics, pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Do we sell PL259 connectors? The early bird may get the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Tower Electronics, uh... They're back out on the Hamfest schedule again, and as I saw in the AWRL Great Lakes email newsletter here, the Hamfests are back with a vengeance. So they're at Oak Creek, Wisconsin, on July 10th, but you can visit them anytime, anywhere. PL-259.com. Well, tonight, Junie N1DUC joins us on the Orlando Amateur Radio Club and Hamcation Hotline. Uh, Junie's from Fairfield, Connecticut, and is a veteran. Uh, she is an avid activator of parks, lighthouses, and anywhere she can go portable. Uh, she's working on activating parks all over Connecticut, and uh, she's working on activating some lighthouses as well, and... She has 11 ducks, and one of them, Mochi, will join us later on in the show tonight. So, Junie, welcome to Ham Talk Live. Hi, thanks so much for having me. And a, and a thanks to uh, Phil Temples, K9HI. Uh, he sent me an email probably three months ago, I think, uh, and said, you need to have Junie on the show. 
Uh, now, Phil is the New England AWRL vice director now. Uh, he was the section manager in eastern Massachusetts. And coincidentally, he's an alum of where I used to teach until about a month ago, Bloomington High School South in Bloomington, Indiana. So uh, thanks to Phil uh, for making the connection here. And, and then I found out you're friends with my editor at Newsline, Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT, so we'll have to talk about her later, but we'll, we'll, we'll stick to POTA for right now. So let's talk about POTA. What, what have you been doing with POTA? Where have you gone? Uh, what do you like to do with, with, with the, the whole POTA thing? So um, I've basically only been a, a general class uh, operator for – about a year now. Um, and then I got a Zigu G90 and I use that as my main uh, radio. You know, it gets 20 watts out there. And um, I'm like an SWR perfectionist. Um, I use a Rig Expert Stick 230 and I have a, a buddy pole that I use in the vertical. And I just go from park to park to park. And um, I mean, I started in Connecticut just in my club. I'm, I'm a part of the Greater Bridgeport Amateur Radio Club. And um, that's really what got me into Parks on the Air. We did an act, a club activation. And I was like, this is so much fun. Why am I not doing this? So I knew about Summits on the Air from my brother, but um, I really didn't know about Parks on the Air. And so once I started, uh, gosh, I started my first, my first POTA um, activation was at Sleeping Giant State Park. I think I got 13 contacts. I mean, it wasn't like this... Oh my gosh, amazing kind of thing. But every time I went, it was, I was upgrading my equipment. I was trying new things. I was, it's field day every time you go out and activate a park. So, um, I started with, with just one park and then I just started going to, it became addicting. I honestly mm-hmm. was a hunter at first. I was, uh, just hunting stations from my home QTH. And I was like, man, I really should go out there and do this like we did with the club. And that's what just, I got bit by the bug. There, there is a pota bug. Let me tell you, and um, it's been so much fun. And uh, I've actually now, when I go on trips, I am thinking about the parks that are along my route that I can activate. <laughs> yep. I, uh, I think I, I'm a potaholic. So, yeah, I, I did the same thing with satellites a few years ago. I never got into satellites, and. <laughs> And uh, decided, you know, I'd give it a try. And and now every time I go somewhere, it's like, hmm, what grid line can I get while I'm on the way, you know, on the way there? Uh, so, yeah, I get it. It's addictive and you want to just keep adding them up and check them all off the list. And, and it's always more fun if you check them off of a list. So uh, do you check those off of the list? I actually, I'm starting my list. Uh, so the plan is to activate from at least one park in every state. And I happened to take a trip south uh, this summer, and um, I managed to get a whole slew of states in there. And what's really cool about this hobby and about activating is sometimes I bring my friends along, and I also had the opportunity, and they're non excuse me, they are non-hams, the friends that have come along, and they think that amateur radio is the best. So it's not just me going out to a park and doing my thing, it's showing them what amateur radio is all about. And I had the awesome opportunity to meet three different activators that I've made contact with in two different locations. One was in uh, South Carolina and the other in um, Virginia. So I got to, I got to meet the activators that I had been making contact with. And 
it, it's just a really great way to connect people together. And um, it's fun. Did I ever mention that? It's fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you did. So you do, you do side band. Uh, and I know uh, Karen oh. kind of slipped the thing that you were doing the Long Island CW Club thing, learning yes. CW. But do you typically yes. do side band then? Or do you do digital? Okay, so- what, what, what do you like to do? So I, I am the voice single side band for the most part, because by the time I, I really have to um, work on, I want to feel comfortable. If I'm going to do CW, I want to be comfortable that I can send and receive properly. And at this point, I'm not really that confident in my skills. I think that um, once I'm once I'm prepared, once I'm ready for the skills, as far as doing an activation is concerned, I'm, I'm going to go for it. And there's, it's just going to be this one time where I go, you know what? It's time for CW. And, um, I'm going to go ahead and activate a park doing CW and probably, you know, using voice as well, uh, single sideband. Um, otherwise I do hunt stations with CW because the exchange is pretty regular. I'm not going to be taking, there's, there's one person that you're going at. So the exchange isn't that, that long. Um, I have not done digital with parks on the air yet. I, I, may at some point but uh i don't have the laptop to do so um one that has a battery that will last long enough so once i once i have that maybe i might try some digital modes down the road but right now it's voice okay very good well nothing wrong with that and um what um you mentioned well you mentioned your equipment and antennas uh what would you uh, tell somebody that uh, is, is just getting started into the whole POTA thing? Uh, what would be your advice to them? Well, I'll tell you one thing. There is one piece of equipment that has been the best thing that I purchased that really made the difference for me because I'm low power, you know, and getting your SWR in my mind is to get it one. <laughs> I'm that 1.0 person. As long as you're 1.3 and below, doing the low power stuff, you're going to get your signal out there pretty well. Um, anyway, but the rig expert 230, I, and I don't know if I can talk about, you know, but I highly recommend that. Uh, that has been like a blessing to purchase and use. Um, I saw it in somebody else's video and I'm like, this is great. The other thing is to get involved on the parks on the air Facebook page because there's a wealth of knowledge there or their Slack page. Um, I do the I do the Facebook part, but they are all over the web and just check out the website, get to know it, familiarize yourself with the facts and the they have videos on how to get started and just don't be scared. Just jump into it. I, I don't think um, I, I think field operations should be a lot of fun. And uh, that is the whole point is to have the confidence to go out and do it. Not everybody wants to. Um but I will say that I've perfected my field day skills because of doing parks on the air. Last year, I made 10 contacts. This year, I made 83. And those were QRP contacts, mind you, 5 watts. So, you know, it's it's about advancing yourself every single time and kind of competing with yourself and your, your equipment and knowing what's going on. Now, you mentioned the, the summits on the air with, with your brother. Yeah. And, uh, so tell us a little bit about what you've done with, with those. And then, uh, you're, you're kind of dabbling into the lighthouse thing. So let's talk sure. about that a little sure. bit. Yeah. So, uh, my brother's going to laugh. Uh, he took me for a death march over the winter time. We actually, uh, 
<laughs> my first summit on the air was him with him at Sleeping Giant the first day that I also activated the park sleeping. Well, it's Mount Carmel in Connecticut. Anyway, so that was my first time kind of getting my, my feet wet with soda. But the memorable one was going to, I don't know, I just remember Wilson's Gap. It's it's up on a ridge line in, in Virginia over by his house. It was right before Winterfield Day. And I mean, it was probably... 20 degrees, but with wind gust, it felt like it was five, maybe even zero. And we're just hiking up along a ridgeline. And, you know, it really, there was no view. There was no, it, it wasn't that exciting. I was just like, when are we going to get there? He's like, oh, just another mile. It's fine. You know, another hundred feet. Yeah. You know, it was one of those, really? I did not expect this. It was going to take so long. Anyway, so it was a lot of fun. We did enjoy ourselves. And, um, when we got to the summit, which was pretty much just a point in the woods at the top of the ridgeline, um, it, it was on the Appalachian Trail. Uh, and um, we just, he took out his FT-818. He uses a Yesu and uh, and he built a, a Yagi antenna and we just started making contacts. And it was just regular FM. He started with FM just on the calling frequency and quite a few people came back. And then we went to... Um, we went to a uh, single sideband as well. So we were on FM first, then single sideband. We made some contacts and that was pretty cool too. Um, but the thing between parks on the air and summits on the air, the differentiation there is when you do a summit, you might spend at least three hours and you know, you have to get to the summit, you know, and not all summits are easy to access. So there's a challenge to get there. You get there, you do your thing and you have to time your whole day around this summit. Whereas parks on the air, I have a park that's 20 minutes from me. If I want to go and activate for an hour, I might spend an hour and a half out of my day doing that park. So it's a timing thing. It's a, you know, oh, are you physically capable of going and doing that? You know, so I was totally out of shape when I did the hike. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, I was like, I think I'm going to be soaking after this. Um, but I did learn a lot. And um, even though I, I just laugh at it because it's just like typical, you know, hey, come on, Junie, let's go. Um, OK, <laughs> you know, it was great. It was good. And I'm glad we could add radio to something that we like doing. And uh, you said you wanted me to touch on lighthouses or do you have? Yeah, talk about so, lighthouses a little bit. Sure. OK, so I, I, you know, I really didn't quite get into the lighthouses thing because parks on the air kind of took over. But. Well, uh, my club did, I had, um, organized an event because I thought parks on the air was great. And we actually heard a lighthouse during our parks on the air activation. I said, I wonder what this lighthouses thing is about. Well, it turns out we, uh, the person who planned our, um, POTA event was actually the weekend of lighthouses on the air. Like there is a lighthouse weekend where people go and activate lighthouses all over the United States. And of course we're doing a parks on the air activation. I'm like, what is this whole lighthouse thing about? So I looked into it and, um, there's the amateur radio lighthouse society, which is, um, basically, uh, that that's, there's like a website you can go to and they have like a membership and everything. And you go and you activate lighthouses that are within, you know, their guidelines and everything. So you can search what lighthouses are near you and you have to be within visual range of the lighthouse. Don't quote me on that one. Um, you might want to check out the website, but I'm pretty sure that's the rule for them. And, um, yeah, so we set up at, uh, Fairweather Lighthouse in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and we did a, you know, we, we had an activation there and it was a lot of fun. 
Um, very similar to Parks on the Air. But I think mainly what we were trying to do as a club was try to educate people around us and just kind of get people to come in and, you know, see what we can do. Also testing our equipment. You know, we try to it's it's something that's I think is really important is to know your equipment and try new things. So that was my lighthouses experience. Um, I brought Mochi and Marvel for that one. My ducks. They seem to enjoy that. Uh, we went, <laughs> they went swimming because we were near water. We weren't out in the woods, which was kind of nice. Um, so yeah, uh, lighthouses on the air. They have some awards too. Um, Parks on the Air has a slew of awards and their website has, um, you know, I found it pretty, pretty easy to go through. Um, they're growing exponentially. So I'm finding that they're kind of, they're getting way ahead of some of these other groups that are, out there or if not at the same level. So yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. I think just portable operations in general is just a fun thing um, to do. I, yeah, I say fun. Yeah, a lot. Sure. I definitely say fun a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, well that's, that's uh, the name of the game here. So that that's, uh, that's quite all right. Well, we're going to take a break. It's time to take a break right now. We're going to come back. We're going to do the joke of the week. We're going to open up the phone lines, and I'll give you the phone number again. It's 859-982-7373. You can give us a call after the break. Uh, You can tweet us. You can type into the comments, and uh, we'll take all of your questions about POTA stuff and anything else uh, that – Junie's talked about uh, tonight, and uh, and we'll meet Mochi when we come back after this word from ICOM America right here on Ham Talk Live. June kicked off hurricane season, and another rough wildfire season may be on the horizon. When natural disasters strike, cellular towers and power grids can quickly become overloaded and incapacitated. Emergency comms need to be instant, reliable, and allow interoperation with other organizations and agencies for relief coordination. Amateur Radio provides reliable emergency communications with the added security of system redundancy. In addition to our lineup of amateur E-Star Digital, HF, and Analog Radios, our ICSAT-100 Portable Satellite Radio, and IP501HM LTE Radios are an ideal solution for additional coverage. Use ICOM's VEPG4 Radio Over IP Gateway to bridge these radios and more to various modern communication systems, creating a seamless network. Count on us. ICOM's ICSAT-100 is the perfect handheld satellite radio for use outside of cellular or network range. By operating on Iridium's constellations of satellites, quickly and easily connect with other PTT services, even from remote areas. A mobile version is also available. Has an emergency call button, AquaQuake, AES 256-bit encryption, and a voice recording function. One of many global comms with the push of a button. The IP501H and IP501M radios provide instant wide area coverage over LTE. By using an LTE network, you bypass the need for a pre-existing infrastructure, allowing nationwide coverage without the added costs of building and maintaining your own. And a mobile version is available. Priority interrupt calling, individual group, talk group, multiplex, talk group, and all calls, emergency button, loan worker, and man down functions, and vibration alert notifications. Instant wide area coverage over LTE with ICOM's IP510H and M. 
The VEPG4 connects all of these devices and more, even systems operating on different protocols, with this gateway. The land mobile and LTE radios to IP communication terminals and IP phone systems work together to form one seamless and uninterrupted network, ensuring your comms are received. You can bridge connections between radio systems, LTE transceiver gateway, IP phone interconnect, multi-site connection between VEPG4s, and external equipment connection. ICOM's VEPG4 is the solution for your interoperability needs. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on ICOM radios. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 859-982-7373. Again, the number to call is 859-982-7373. Or, if you'd rather type than talk, tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. Right now, you could be sitting on a beach, sipping a drink with an umbrella in it, and enjoying the good life. But instead, you've decided to listen to Ham Talk Live. So we thank you. And now here's Neil Rapp with more of the show. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. We're on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Right here at HamTalkLive.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And thanks to ICOM for sponsoring the show. Make sure you check them out at ICOMAmerica.com slash amateur. Well, before we get back to uh, Junie and, um, and Mochi, um, it, it's time once again for the joke of the week. Now it's time for the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week, the part of the show where Rick tells us a ham radio joke. The Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week is brought to you by QRM Labs. Now, here's Rick Garrett in 9GSU with today's Ham Talk Live Joke of the Week. I used to sit on the radio for 10 or 12 hours a day, and the doctor told me it was bad for my back. So now, I just sit on a chair. This has been the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week with Rick Garrett in 9GSU. Tune in again next week for another joke from Rick. Yeah, Rick, I think that the chair may be a little more comfortable. Although, if it was like one of those old Collins or Halicrafters, it might be, you know, might have your own seat warmer. Well, anyway. There we go. All right. So that's this week's ham radio joke of the week. And uh, now that that's over, you know what that means. It's time for your phone calls. So if you have a question for Junie N1DUC, give us a call right now, right now at 859-982-7373 or tweet us at, at Ham Talk Live. And if you're listening to us on WTWW, or you're listening to us on the podcast edition of the show, you won't be able to reach us live because we're doing this on Thursday evening. So uh, give us a call if you're listening live right now at 859-982-7373. So uh, 
we, we mentioned Mochi is with you, so so I don't know if we can, we can get Mochi to, to speak on demand, oh. but uh, but uh, Why, yes. introduce yes, everybody to Mochi. All right, say hi, Mr. Mochi. What do you say? Really? Is that so? He said that that joke clapped him up. <laughs> Did you think that was funny? Oh, yeah, I know. What do you think of ham radio? Do you like amateur radio? That's what I thought. That's what I thought. He said he really loves going on activations with me. and <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> he's just saying hello to everybody. And, and, and he... He can quack right through the pileup. Oh, totally. <laughs> so, 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 Karen, Karen e. Murray, Katie Two Gut, who, who probably, I'm guessing, is is going to be on the phone line at eight five nine nine eight two seventy three seventy three pretty soon. But she was blowing up my phone last night while I was at the Voice of America Museum working on Yoda Camp, and 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 said. That that you were to ducks, as she is to squirrels. So, so tell us a little bit about the ducks. So, um, when I was a when I was a kid, I actually my brother brought different brother. My oldest brother brought some ducks home, and this one we kept as a pet in the house. And I was like seven years old, and I would like go to get on the bus in the morning, and he would like chase. He would follow me onto the bus and stuff. He was like imprinted on me. So, um, I really I don't know. I guess I just found love for them, and there was a connection there. So when I got a little bit older, I had my I, when I was like thirteen or whatever, I got a few more. And they connected with me. And um, after I was in, well, when I was in the service, I really couldn't have animals. So it was really difficult for me. And then when I got out, um, I just wanted that connection again. And there is a, that imprinting that ducks do on their owner is incredible. It is incredible. And um, I hatched Mochi and Marvel from eggs. The other ducks I got were ducklings that were from uh, hatcheries and, they go through uh, a lot of stress before they get to hum- like their actual homes. So they didn't connect with me like I had in previous cases. So, yeah, I hatched these two ducklings and I um, they just Mochi just has to be with me all the time. I mean, if he isn't, he will quack consistently. I used to be in an apartment and I'd leave him. He knew my the sound of my shoes when I was coming down the the hall. I mean, it's incredible how much he knows that I am mom, and um, there's a there's a bond unlike any other animal I've had. So, yeah, that's I just opened up my heart to them, and they just you know just quack right in. <laughs> yep, yep. So Mochi goes with you on on your on your Poda activations mostly. Uh. You know, when I can bring him, there are some parks that don't allow animals um, or they're they're restricted during certain times of the year. But, yes, he'll come with me on Parks on the Air activations and uh, he'll just hang out. I have a truck. He'll hang out in the back of the truck and just sit right next to me and listen to me yap <laughs> while he just kind of hangs out. And <laughs> if someone wants to talk to him, I'll put him on the air. I don't know what he sounds like on HF. I know he sounds pretty good on a repeater, but on HF, I'm not sure if people can actually hear him. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he just kind of, he's my buddy. Okay, now what about field day? Does Mochi go to field day? 
Okay, so Mochi came to field day this year uh, for a little while. Uh, Mochi and Marvel were in the yard. I have like a fence that I put them in, and then you know when we weren't when we weren't operating, I'd walk them around the yard and everything. And because of the uh, plague of what are they the uh, cicadas this year? They were eating all these cicadas all over the yard. They were loving it. So uh, this this field day was good. Last field day, I did not bring them because my brother and I operated from a place that wouldn't allow them. So uh, it was just uh, it was better this year for them, I guess, <laughs> as far as staying with me. Very good. Well, if you want to join in, give us a call right now at eight five nine. 982-7373, and I need to check the tweets here. So let me check the tweets here real quick. And, not, not quacks, okay. Tweets? Tweets? Yeah, 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 not quacks. It's <laughs> tweets. I'm sorry. Sorry, I, wrong, I, wrong I, kind I, of bird. Wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have a, a call on the line, so let's go to the phones. Good evening. Welcome to Ham Talk Live. Thank you. I think you've been expecting me. <laughs> I have been expecting your call. Yes, I have. Yes. Hi, Junie. Hello. Karen. Hi, uh, this is a great show, and I'm I'm really glad uh, to hear all of uh, all of Junie's uh, wisdom in portable operating because uh, that's the one thing I haven't done that's still on my bucket list, and I've promised myself that I will go portable with Junie. So I'd like to suggest when it's practical to do so, Junie. You know um, what Peg and I have been saying about a particular uh, landmark out here in, uh, in Suffolk County, New York. It is a huge statue. I mean, you can walk inside it, and it is called the Big Duck. And you need to activate the Big Duck, and we need to be there with you. So I'm hoping And you need that, to send us pictures. We... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a huge white duck, and you you can set up probably outside and bring your bring Moki and whoever else you like, and I think that would be very cool. I I know we've discussed this in the past. I think it's a great idea. I and um, that'll be a, a, an awesome time for us to uh, to get you on the air and um, you know in the portable standpoint and uh you'll get to see like my gear and stuff like that so it's awesome i think uh, I, I actually saw pictures once you told me about that giant duck over in long island you know i never even thought that um <laughs> i would find a landmark like that but i'm sure mochi will um be very confused and uh <laughs> maybe he'll think it's his mom or something but um yeah no i'm i'm totally into that 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 sounds like a, a lot of fun yeah, Mo- Mochi may think it's a religious shrine. <laughs> <laughs> it may be a kind of duck duck pilgrimage to the the yeah. holy uh, the holy site of uh, the big duck. By yeah, way, do, sound they don't heat. sell any ducks there. Do they like rubber ducks or anything? I'm not sure. I've never been. This this is a very strange sentence. I'm about to say. I've never been inside the big duck. It's just a very strange sentence that I'm hearing myself say. So I don't know what's in there. <laughs> but oh maybe gosh. we can explore. We can, 
We can well, you, explore that together. I, I look forward to that. <laughs> you, you know, the, the very first prize we gave away on Ham Talk Live when it first started was a glow-in-the-dark miniature rubber duck. How ironic. Oh. That was the you very first that. prize we That's gave away. What, right? <laughs> you, you got the duck on on the uh, on the air tonight. How yeah, lucky! It, was, it wasn't the rubber duck, you know, that you you put on your handheld. It, it was it was it was a actual rubber duck. Oh, it was a rubber duck. It wasn't a rubber ducky oh, antenna <laughs> that glowed. Oh. Right. Really funny because oh. I knew exactly what he was talking about. It was a rubber. A rubber duck, not to be confused with the one that yes. goes on the radio. With a rubber duck I, on I, your antenna. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. I didn't That's realize really how many funny. ducks were involved in, in amateur radio. Um, yeah, and, and, and yeah. we could just put them all in a row. <laughs> oh, we're going to keep going with oh. the puns here. Oh. Well, and Karen's on the show. I mean, if Karen's on the show, the puns have to start. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're we're just we're just winging it now. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I did I did just want to say, Junie, I'm I'm enjoying hearing you. Uh, you're inspiring me all over again to get out there. So uh, when things settle down and things settle in. We now have got to do this, take pictures, report to Neil about it, and and really get this done. All right. I think that this is okay. this is the plan. This is the plan. Yeah. That sounds awesome. And um I I I hope that uh, just to kind of go along with the inspiration part, I hope that I am able to kind of get people to know that you don't have to be a ham for a very long time to become portable and get an antenna up at a park or, you know, go out and do something in nature. It's just a great way to get out of the house. You know what I mean? So, and uh, you're generally not in a space with a lot of people around you. You can be in your vehicle and activate. You can be in a field and activate. So I've actually found that I haven't communicated with too many people when I'm at the actual spots. Cause I know that that's, um, a, a concern for a lot of people right now. Um, I've, I've gone to some parks. Nobody's there. It's been awesome, you know, and sometimes I meet some people and I just talk with them briefly about what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, so I'm glad that I hope that I can inspire people to get out there because it is a great part of the hobby. It's the sub hobby, right? Um, doing these things. So, uh, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that I can, I can put a little, little flame under you there to to get you out and and maybe uh do some portable stuff so i guess mochi's the other the other counterpart to that right Moch? that um, yep that you have that you have i've never activated with a duck so uh that will be another experience that i i do look forward to i think i think that will be a, a good luck duck i think we will definitely have a good luck duck and make some good contact so thank Sounds you, Junie, cool. and, and thanks, Neil, for inviting Junie on the show. Uh, just wanted to check in and uh, go forth and quack them up. Well, all right. Go. Sounds uh, good. <laughs> Karen okay. E. Murray, KD2GUT, the editor over at Amateur Radio Newsline, thank you for calling once again, and, and uh, ha- happy, happy squirrels and, and prairie dogs. 
Thank you. And we'll activate with those we'll activate with those next. There you go. Squirrels, prairie dogs, and ducks. There we go. Thanks for calling, Karen. Appreciate it. Okay. Good night, you guys. Take care. Good night. You too. 859-982-7373 is the phone number if you'd like to join in. We have just a few minutes left. Uh, and, and Junie, I don't want you to, to get away without talking about the call sign. Oh, boy. The number one duck, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So so here's the deal on the call sign. Um, I actually, my prior, my previous call sign when I got licensed was KC1MHV, Ms. High Voltage. And I kind of liked that. Um, but I was told, you know, if you want to get something cool that, you know, kind of represents you or whatever, do it soon, do it fast, get a vanity call because you don't want to have to go through the log books and do all that stuff, whatever. So Mm -hmm. I decided to be, well, I was like number one ducks. And then I look and somebody has that call sign. And then I looked up number, number one quack. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And then I saw N1DUC. So, uh, come to find out, I was, I wanted to possibly change to N1DUX if it was possible, but here's the deal. In CW, right, when you send your call mm-hmm. sign, you send K at the end, right? So right. it's N1DUCK, which I thought was pretty mm-hmm. clever. And I'm like, uh, I am the number one duck, like so it. I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm keeping my call sign. Plus, it's a relatively <laughs> easy one to send as well. So, I uh, I like that. I like that about it. It kind of just rolls off the fingers there when you're when you're sending. Um, but yeah, I, I just I don't know. I just fell kind of right into the call sign. It does become a little problematic though. Uh, doing DX stuff or doing contests, nobody can hear the U. And I say uniform, uniform, and they're just like, what? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Try to get around umbrella, like umbrella. People say United. A lot of people will say United. I'm trying to figure out how I how I get my call sign out there. I think a lot of people they struggle with that. Um, you know, when they're in the noise and everything, and the sure. bands change. You know, it's like a wave. Um, you just hope that the wave hits and they they finally hear you. You know, the proper way. So yeah, and when do you see quack quack seventy well, three? That was, that was uh, yep. some good advice uh, <laughs> because. Uh, here, here, here I am, an extra class and a casual contester, and and forty five years later, and I'm like, I've had this call for forty five years. I don't want to change my call, and I've got Whiskey Bravo Nine Victor Papa Golf. I mean, is there a worse call sign out there? I don't know, but I can't let go of it. It's like I I just moved to uh, Foreland and and in four UK was coming up and I'm a big University of Kentucky fan and I was like hmm maybe this is the time but I was like nah I can't do it yep yep so, so number I think one was very duck. good advice that was given to me <clears throat> and, and I like and I like the the DUC and then the K I like that that's, that's good yeah. Yep. Well, tell us uh, a little bit uh, before you go here uh, about uh, Field Day, uh, what you did for Field Day this year, and, and, and your favorite Field Day story here before we uh, wrap things up. <laughs> oh, certainly. Uh, so I operated from Virginia, from my brother's, um, from my brother's place, and uh, we 
we were portable, so we were outside doing all of our stuff via battery power and um let's see we had uh we were qrp so we were running five watts and we had a zigu g90 a ft818 uh yesu818 and then the um kx3 and we had some homemade antennas and we had the buddy pole and um i i there was a six meter opening and i made my first um my first six meter contact, I think in Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken, it was crazy. I mean, the propagation was awesome. So that was amazing. But then it got even better because I got on his KX3 and a friend of mine, um, uh, Kevin and one MRI, he was on frequency and he was going to call CQ and we were able to make a QSO uh, between Connecticut and Virginia. And he said, Oh, I, I said, Oh, can, you know, are you going to use the frequency? He said, no, go ahead, try calling CQ. So I started calling CQ and I had this pile up. I mean, I was this pretty steady stream of people just kind of coming in and, and talking with me. I had a pile up for like an hour and a half. I had people coming. Um, so I made a total, actually the most contacts I made was during that, that pile up time. But uh, the battery died in the radio. Poor guy who I was making a contact with, battery died. So that was it. <laughs> that was when I had to end it. But I had a total of 83 contacts uh, for, for field day, uh, five watts. And uh, my brother was pretty – he was stoked because he got Alaska on five watts, which was pretty awesome. Um, so that was his cool part of his his portion of it. And my cool part was the pileup. And we had a we had a really awesome time. So – I really do enjoy field day. It's, it's always, uh, it's always, there's always something to learn, you know? And, uh, last year I had 10 contacts. So 83, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds, sounds good. And last year was kind of a weird year anyway. So this year was a little more back to normal, but yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Well, thank you so much, Junie, for coming on the show. And Mochi, thank you for being on the show and uh, talking to us about POTA. And uh, best of luck in uh, in the future POTA activations. And uh, I'll, I'll see you further down the log, as they say. All right. Very good. Thank you for having me. And you have a great night. All right. That is Junie, N1DUC. And that is a wrap for... This week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to Junie for being here and everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and calling in and invite you back next Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And to see our upcoming guests, just go to hamtalklive.com. And if you like the show, leave us a review. That's, that's all we ask. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. It came right back to my CQ call Your readability 5 and strength 9 You never once mentioned your weather at all And I didn't mention mine We talked and talked for hours and hours I completely forgot you're a ham I don't know your power or the height of your tower Frankly, I don't give a damn for 73s, to you and your family I'll be seeing you further down the log Your 73s, 
to you and your family. I'll be seeing you further down the log. 